0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday april 7th 2020 i'm one of your hosts blessing Eddie A jr and joining me is imran the don khan howdy imran this is this is usually the part of the show where i'd ask you a question or I, I'd, I'd make some kind of statement trying to lead into some uh, some pre-talk before the actual news news oh, today. Yeah. We, don't have, we don't have time for that today imran oh shit. Because today's stories include the Japanese rating board being put on pause, the answer to our Cooking Mama questions, and No Mech Sky. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily i'm so terrified that i'm gonna break this desk when i when i like bang it because like when kevin was setting it up the other day he he mentioned that he forgot a screw and ever since then i've been on the edge on hey, this desk. Hey, hey, hey
1: hey i told you <laughs> i i put it together well and that you're fine remember but i don't know what that means i i you put it don't together worry, well yeah i nailed it it's missing I love- four
2: screws
0: but that's not I a big deal four yeah. screws like
2: terrorized you by just leaving like by the way i forgot one thing and just yeah left.
0: no that, that's the thing you said that and then you left and i was like hmm it's fine that, though i wouldn't, I wouldn't mess, have just left, just left waiting him. on
1: it to just collapse no it's fine i wouldn't have Damn, left what if this desk
0: collapsed look i have like two what different if an drinks asteroid here hits
1: you right now you know what i mean i have a
0: laptop i mean In that's the world, possible. there's
1: there's so many possibilities we don't have to be afraid of all of them dude
0: I mean, apparently we do. I don't know if you've looked out the window right now, but there's nobody outside for a reason. We gotta be afraid of things, Kevin. As
1: long as we stay in, we're totally good. We're all set golden, guys.
0: We're all set golden. And you can be bronze or silver because to be a part of the show, head to patreon.com. So that's kind of the games where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show. Now it's time for some housekeeping. We have a new PSL Love you shirt that's available on kind store. It's the same design as the sweater, but it's, it's a shirt. And so you can, you, can, you can not be hot while you're being hot in that shirt. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, yeah. Imran? You know yeah, I mean, exactly yeah. what I that,
2: mean. That sweater is surprisingly comfortable, but it's getting kind of warm now. So yeah. Like, mm, should I wear this anymore? A yeah. Shirt. A really good idea.
0: You got to show off them arms, man. You know, <laughs> show off your yeah, guns.
2: I got to sell tickets to the gun show.
0: Exactly. Kind slash of store if you want to, to buy your tickets to the gun show. Thank you to our pre- <laughs> Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be a jam packed Roper Report it's time for some news we have nine stories today a baker's desert and this might be a record for me mm. you know i know greg has had like high high news days i know i know and that makes it sound like he's high during a, a big news day news been. days where he's had a lot of stories and also where he's high let's all yeah. be honest here greg does drugs that's you how you not gotta to do- hide it anymore that's how you gotta that's how he does it that's uh, how but yeah. Home. That's why we're working from home is because we're scared of what he might do if he, <laughs> if he really needs some meth while we're at the office. But we have nine new sources today, which is like a record for me specifically. I'm pretty sure. I don't have that on record, but I'm pretty sure. Um, starting with number one, No Man's Sky has fucking mechs now. Uh, I'm pulling from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. And Kevin, actually, do you have the trailer? I have the trailer in the in the doc. Right, whatever, actually, I'll get it. I, yeah, if you can pull up the trailer because the trailer is actually pretty dope. And I know we might not get sound because I did not prep you on this beforehand. Did I, Kevin?
1: Uh, there's so much going on right now. I'll figure it out. Don't worry <laughs> That's about fine. It. You in that case just play why it in the background there, Why is there somebody started the, the doc for tomorrow? I'm copying the wrong information like an idiot <laughs> Somebody
0: started the doc for tomorrow
1: I think mm, greg might be like, in the future
0: Yeah greg might
2: be in the future Colin. he might be high again That might be just the issue is that he's, have, he's coming down from his math <laughs> he, he thinks his Wednesday. He th- yeah. he's like waiting for Gary Man, to guys, get. The you call. guys go
0: hard when you're mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and play the trailer in the background as I read this write up uh, from Eurogamer, Kevin. About, it's how been around about, seven. How about I tell you what I, I can do? All right? How's that sound? <laughs> you know what, Kevin? You do you do you want to fight, Kevin? We can meet up. We can meet up, fight, Kevin. Fight, fight, fight. Let we can meet up. I'm amped up today. I have I have my uh, ginger honey tonic right here
1: that uh, is actually supposed to get me I think me if I press this button. Yep, he's gone now. It's just me and you and Ron. <laughs> what do you want to talk about?
2: Let's talk about the screws you took out of uh, Blessings Desk. Oh, man. This like. shit's
0: going to collapse. <laughs> I'll bring him back. There he is. The, the screws are not only loose in this desk, they're <laughs> loose in Kevin's brain. What? I love it today. <laughs> Look is, uh, at this damn this thing! I want to play this game now! Yeah, if you're if you're a video watcher, Kevin has the trailer up for you. Uh, I'll read the Eurogamer report. It's been around seven months since No Man's Sky launched its Game Changing Beyond update. Yet, Hello Games' ever-expanding space sim still shows no sign of slowing. Since then, it's swelled with with weird space landmarks and weekend community events, living ships, and dashboard bobbleheads. Even a music tool. And now, Exomex. No Man's Sky Exomex update arrives today, April 7th, and ushers in the new Minotaur Exocraft. This hulking metal beast is described as a pilotable Exocraft slash slash suit hybrid and is designed to introduce a new potentially more liberating means of, of planetary exploration. Once suitably ensconced in the cheerily chunky Minotaur, travelers can explore Terra Firma with a satisfyingly hefty stomp completely immune to all hostile environmental effects, including radioactivity and extreme temperatures. Its standout feature, though, is its jetpacks, enabling players to leap and drift majestically through the air, scanning the vast expanse of Earth below from the comfort of its cozy cockpit, if they they so choose, before slamming back down with an elegant plop. In addition to the Minotaur Exocraft, No Man's Sky's latest update introduces enhancements for the existing fleet of Exocraft, including solar panels for easy engine recharging during daylight, as well as various other visual improvements, bug fixes, and quality of life changes. Players can now, for instance, build an electrical cloaking unit to hide all unsightly, unsightly power lines with their base. A full list of of incoming features can be found in Hello Games patch notes.
2: Imran, uh, is No Man's Sky your jam at all? I remember I played a little bit of it at launch. And I was like, this is fine. This is just not for me. Mm-hmm. I've been the stuff they've added in the last two years. Has it been two years? How long has it been? Like oh it's been like
0: i mean what, since the since the the beyond or next update or yeah, since since, since the game launched i want to say it's been like four years Man. It, was at, it was at least before 2016 or it's 2016 or before let me look it up here.
2: yeah but like so i definitely i played the game i thought it was fine it, mm-hmm. i didn't think it was worth the anger necessarily like i kind of got it a little bit like the multiplayer stuff, especially, was a little weird for them to it say. Was a but... little bit shady.
0: Yeah, yeah, it came out in 2016,
2: by the way. Oh, that is a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I, since then, the stuff, the improvements they've made have always been be like, maybe this is the time I get back into No Man's Sky. Maybe this is, the... and this like watching this trailer was the time I was like, yeah, this does look like I I want to pilot a mech. I want to pilot a mech in first person and just explore. Planes. That sounds fun. It reminded me of Xenoblade. Like the cool parts of Xenoblade X.
0: Yeah, no, No Man's Sky seems to be the game that keeps on giving. I was reading comments in the in the YouTube video for this trailer, and there were comments being like, "Oh yeah, like, um, like Sean Murray, you can stop now. We get it. You're you're good. You're good. You're good." Like, like the the redemption story for this game has been incredible. But yeah, even seeing this trailer, where I I've tried No Man's Sky after. I want to say it was the the next update, which was supposed to be the update that kind of brought things back uh, and made good on a lot on a lot of the different elements that were kind of missing uh, in the beginning. Like I, I can't remember if it was the next update that added multiplayer or not. Kind of playing slash you're wrong, but uh, it was one of the big updates where I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this thing. I'm gonna see what it's about. And it still isn't for me. But the more and more I see them update this game, the more and more I'm like, man, maybe the game could be for me now, right? Like maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe multiplayer wasn't the only thing. Maybe like the the VR mode, for example looks awesome to me like the idea that you're you're getting to pilot a ship and like navigate like the the um like all the levers and pulleys that have going on there in order to mm-hmm. make your ship fly and, and and stuff and then also yeah like these mechs uh like all everything i've seen coming out of no man's sky with all of their major updates seem really cool really awesome and even if they end up not being for me the fact that they're able to cater to their audience in such a specific way like what the article states that the the mech is able to help to protect you from environmental uh like issues right like the um uh like poison and s- there's there's stuff where when I played it I was like I don't I, yeah, I don't like a he's a poison playing it
2: it seemed like yeah. not fun to actually play outside of a mech but I would yeah. be down to like play it with a mech how are they making yeah. money out of this game now is it just game sales the new update that's I, I, a very good question. I can understand Ubisoft spending several months trying to fix, or not a long time trying to fix a multiplayer game because they keep selling season passes and DLC and stuff like that. This game, I don't think they do deals like Beyond Update was paid, right? I think that was free. I think like all the
0: major updates have been free.
2: So they were just like getting sales off this stuff, which is... I imagine an interesting... Like kinda of funny.com
0: slash you're wrong if you're in no man's Sky and you can tell us whether or not there's like paid DLC or how they might be making money post launch. Because yeah, like as far as I've seen all the major updates, I know when I jumped in with next that was free. I believe Beyond was also free, and I believe this is also free. And it yeah. seems that yeah, like they aren't really they aren't really charging people for much. There might be cosmetic stuff maybe, but I have I I've not really seen evidence of that. Um and so even with that being the case, that is impressive. And yeah, compared to Ubisoft, where you look at you look at Ubisoft and you understand why they're they're going hard with For Honor because they can still sell packs post-launch. You understand why they they're able to bring and commit to Rainbow Six Siege and not just like leave it at launch because they saw they saw a future in it and that future does involve them making more money on it. Um, with No Man's Sky, I'm I'm curious on if the plan with No Man's Sky was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna redeem ourselves and we're gonna go above and and no pun intended above and beyond in mm-hmm. terms of getting back that goodwill because there was a point in time where. I don't think Sean Murray could have showed up at an E3 conference. I don't think Hello Games' name could have like been on like an E3 like screen. Like there was yeah. there was a time where like if, if you saw that at say Microsoft's conference, it'd be like, ooh, well, we yeah, saw what name, happened, No Man's Sky.
2: That name was Mud for a very long time. But, yeah. but now it's like, what was it? Was it the Nintendo Indie show a couple of weeks ago that was like they had Sean Murray there? And he was introducing a new game and a couple of years ago that would not have been a thing. Yeah. I think I think
0: like... that I forget the name of that game, but it was the one that I think debuted at Game Awards that was yeah. like their like indie journey looking uh, game. Right. Um, right. but like seems to be more of like a, a smaller kind of thing, smaller than no man's sky kind yeah. of game.
2: And now they've made it. it's a real Cinderella story, honestly. Like they made it. they were Sean Murray was once ducking the internet and now he when they shows up people celebrate, which is Crazy Not a thing you see in the video game industry all that often. Once someone's done, they're usually done.
0: Yeah, no, that's it's truly an insane story. I'm opening up slash you're wrong to see if let's see. Boards in Zero Zero says No Man's Sky has no paid DLC. Um, Nail Biologist also says the newest Hello Games game is The Last Campfire. Um, and yeah, like it seems it's yeah, it seems like there's no paid DLC for No Man's Sky, which is so, crazy. Yeah,
2: but, they're just making money off like uh game sales now which is that is that is a thing the industry just doesn't do and i'm shocked that Mm -hmm. they're able to do that yeah good on them
0: yeah Mm -hmm. number two japanese rating board stops assigning ratings i'm pulling this from brendan sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. with japanese prime minister shinzo abe today declaring a a month-long state of emergency in various parts of the country the computer entertainment rating of Rating Organization, Ciro, today announced a temporary halt to the ratings process. The state of emergency includes requests for people to stay home at uh, stay at home and non-essential businesses to close in Tokyo, where Ciro's op- offices are located in six other prefectures. Quote, since reviewers visit our office to conduct review, it is not possible for our staff and reviewer to work from home, the group said. For this reason, all operations, including review, including those under review, will be suspended from today until May 6th. Additionally, the organization will not accept submissions of new games for the ratings process until the state of emergency has lifted. And this is like this is pretty big news mm-hmm. because we've talked a lot on this show about games getting delayed and what can cause games and possibly like consoles to get delayed. And a thing that hasn't really come up is rating, right? Like if yeah. if the zero, which is basically the ESRB in Japan, if they're closed, if they're not accepting new games to get rated, games, like, that then delays games, because games games have to be rated in order to come out. Right. And so, they're closed until May 6th, which
2: is a month, which is pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. It's it's nuts, and, like, one of the reasons it it matters so much is that Japan never really had a work-from-home culture, so they weren't prepared for a lot of stuff like this. Mm. And now, like, things that are that could easily be done for remotely are not being done, are, are just basically shutting down because there's just no, there was no preparation for the idea that you can't ma- mass gather anymore. So the ripples of stuff like this are going to, like, the biggest concerns are when stuff we take completely for granted just falls apart. Mm-hmm. And, we it's like the screws in your desk. You have no idea if it's just going to collapse everything I That's
1: not exactly. that's not the case. <laughs> exactly. Everything's totally fine. He is 100% I would very comfortably sleep on that desk. That's all I'm saying. You
0: would not comfortably sleep on this I, desk. Well,
1: I mean, okay, sure. I'd be uncomfortable cuz it's small. Well, you would not sleep on this desk. But I would be mentally very if relaxed. If I sat down on this desk, I bet it Bless would it. not sit down be on the desk, to... you goddamn coward. Sit on the desk. No, I'm not, I'm not sit sitting on, on the desk. desk see what
0: happens. Because I if guarantee it goes down, you... then, this, then that clip will go viral, Kevin. And <laughs> I can't me. have that. Just sit on After the desk. After the show, I'll sit on it. Oh, After the show. such a coward. The post-show I am a coward. sitting on his desk. The biologist writes in and says, Hi, Blessing Imran. The Japanese rating board has announced that they will not be reviewing games for a while. And this is, and this is causing major ripples. So it got me thinking, what exactly is involved with reviewing a game to give it a rating? Have either of you done research on this? And if so, could you enlighten us? What is involved with that process? I'm curious because if the ESRB also gets shut down for a while, then how bad will will this back up future big game releases in the U.S.? Best, The Nanobiologist.
2: Uh, ESRB is currently, I believe, working remotely. The way they do it is that they have publishers send a video and a panel of people looks at it and then determines whether or not that's like what the rating for that would be within certain guidelines and usually it's checked over but it doesn't have to be done like there's no discussion between people they look at it they give their ideas and that's it so they're pretty set i'm not going to say they're not going to be affected at all or they couldn't shut down they very easily could because i don't know like i'm sure at some point there does need to be several people in a room for a thing Mm -hmm. but they they should be fine the where Sero shuts down is, this is a larger Japanese thing, but basically they, for many, many years, part of the culture has been, instead of affixing a signature to something to certify it, you put a, what is called a honko stamp. And that stamp says, this is an official thing that we are deciding, like, in lieu of a signature. And that is done on, like, a, in a physical way. And to prevent, like, uh, to prevent fraud, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is done for every single game that Sarah reviews. If you can't physically put that stamp in, then the entire thing shuts down. And since publishers mm-hmm. can't come to their offices to do that, then that that's... Again, like, like what's happening here. COVID has shut that idea down. So I don't think it would affect the ESRB or... The Peggy system, I I haven't done enough research on Peggy and say, but it's a lo- a larger question for Japan of like because I know I read something today that they were trying to get around the Hanko requirements, which is a kind of a sea change for them. I don't think it'll affect things outside of America, but if you're gonna do a global launch, you don't just leave yeah. Japan out till later or maybe you do who knows like things are going things are changing so rapidly like a few weeks ago i was on the show saying i expect a lot of games will get delayed just because they can't sell them in stores everyone thought i was crazy and then games got delayed because they can't sell them in stores Mm -hmm. i think smaller things like this and bug testing and stuff like that are going to probably put off major games for a long or for a decent couple of months at least
0: yeah, that's that. My go-to when I read the story, when I read this question, was yeah. What happens to Japanese games that one that that are imminent for release that uh are having international releases also? Like yeah. does the Japanese game then get delayed worldwide, or do you release it in other territories and then come back to Japan later because you weren't able to get it rated in Japan? Like, what, and I can't think of any like major upcoming game. I, I guess Fantasy Star, well, Fantasy Star Online is already out in Japan forever. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like a Japanese game that might be imminent, but I, none are coming to mind. Um, but yeah, like what happens when that situation does come up, and also what happens when you know, like you want to release a a Western game worldwide and you you're cut off from that Japanese audience because you're not able to get rated. Yeah. I imagine you then just delay in Japan. But also, is it worth it? Like those those are the conversations that are going to be happening because of this. Um, and yeah, like this is going to have effects on on games that are uh, about to come out and are going to be coming out in, like, f- the foreseeable next few months.
2: I mean, I talked to mm-hmm. some people at, like, Sony and Microsoft recently, and they were, they suggested to me that CERT has been shut down. So, like, that, are not shut down necessarily, but it's been vastly limited. So if a game mm-hmm. needs to come in for a CERT and can't be certified, then yeah. that gets delayed, too. It's, yeah even if one of these like let's say sarah comes back tomorrow and they fix the honko stamp thing and work from home it doesn't necessarily mean everything's going to be fine it just means that one cog is spinning again the rest of the cogs are still not quite moving quite not moving yet and that's a still a larger problem
0: yeah and this is a conversation we've been having over the last quite over the last few months i was gonna say a few weeks but really it's been the entire year at this point about like what, what are the ripple effects of everybody work from home what are the ripple effects of the state of the world right now how how do you how does everything affect each other And we've been talking about game like games being delayed for the last few weeks uh if not like last few months yeah. uh and this is just the continuation of that conversation this is just another example of, of, a, of a cog uh in the machine that yeah once it stops then what what does that mean um and tim was the one who brought this up last week after last of us and iron man vr got delayed like are we looking at a 2020 where Final Fantasy Seven Remake is the last big game to uh, to come out, like the that's, last like AAA title? And it's honestly it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, and that's I, crazy. I think everyone right now, from what I've talked to with publishers and developers, is that they're assuming that by September things will be fine. Like that we're going to slowly start ramping back up, and like production of new consoles will probably start in the summer, and things like that. And like they're still going to roll things out as they see fit but they're assuming that by the time we get to Cyberpunk 2077 that is going to be like the 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 madden of this year of okay yeah now this game is out now games can start coming out again i mm-hmm. think that's not wildly optimistic but still really optimistic i think that even if this even if we do flatten the curve right now that we're eventually going to probably get another resurgence of this in mm-hmm. i like, winter like a there was a thing I was talking to a friend the other day about uh, Black Widow. And they were saying like, oh, yeah, they they it till November. So they think like they'll re- release it in theaters and probably not release it just on Disney Plus immediately. I think November is really optimistic, too, because I think things are going to happen again around then. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like such a, a doomer here, but I don't think we really have a full grasp of the full situation yet. And yeah. by, that, by that point, maybe we'll have vaccines and cures and things like that. And that would be great. But it's yeah, I think, I think what it, I think for 2020 right now is being optimistic. I,
0: at the at the very least, by that point, I think we'll have a clearer we'll hopefully have a clearer idea of yeah, like if this is happening in, in waves because of the way the way that the disease spread or infect or viruses spread. Um, like I, I think we'll have a better idea of, okay, so like how like how 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 is this going to affect things months from now, right? Like how yeah. how if is this thing going to come back around in six months? Okay, when how, when and how can we can we open up our movie or release our game? Like hopefully by then we'll have an, a a clearer idea than right now, where we are still in the stages of still learning and still understanding what the world what the world is going to be for now.
2: Right, and even like like I said before, even if some of the cogs work, even if they fix the ratings and the cert and the bug testing and games are sold in stores again, like Iron Man. Ex- VR is a good example. You remember the mall by the kind of funny studios. The, mm-hmm. They used to have like a PSVR setup and they had signs like advertising Iron Man VR. So presumably they would be back to show people Iron Man VR and advertise that game because you need to really try to experience it to actually, you know, mm-hmm. know what that game is. They're not going to do that when that, when, yeah, when those, back all this normal? is
0: over. That's not, that's not like the go to is I'm going to put this thing on my face.
2: Yeah. Like we're not just going to snap back to normal so do you how do you advertise that game at that point because this was obviously their plan does that game even still come out now do they hold on to it as a ps5 title is is there a marvel contract somewhere saying this game needs to come out in 2020 or we're pulling the license hmm. like it's well, after all like, that, yeah yeah there's so many broad questions here that we are nowhere close to answering right now
0: yeah so many broad questions that we're gonna obviously continue to ask as we get more news stories like this kind of painting more more context about what's going on and, and how things are going mm-hmm. story number three the cooking mama mystery might have been solved this comes from Chris- christopher Tutin at screen rant and before i get into it uh imran have you been following all this all this cooking mama i have. Situation?
2: this has been my favorite story because it's just like it's so low stakes but it's also massively yeah. full of like misinformation that i'm I just love following this and figuring this, out what's this going is the on,
0: future, on. This is the misinformation future that Kojima was talking about <laughs> in uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. So, to catch people up, right? We talked about this yesterday, but if you missed it, Cooking Mama Cookstar came out for a couple of hours on Nintendo Switch last week. It, it came out and then it was immediately unreleased, right? And nobody mm. really knows why people have been theorizing there was talk of blockchain technology originally uh Mm -hmm. when the game was being uh advertised and yeah when the game came out people were kind of talking about overheating and is is the game mining cryptocurrency on your switch people aren't really too sure who's developing the game Uh, there's there's a whole lot of things that if you want to really catch up listen to yesterday's kfgd where me and tim talk about it screen rant talks to a developer and this is what they came up
2: with so i want to clarify real quick first the developer contacted screen rant which is what, oh. what part of what makes the story weird of like they went this screen rant of all places to yeah, yeah. that's the kind of thing that blew my, my mind because somebody tweeted me
0: the story and when i read screen rant exclusive cooking mama i was like wait what why? why how why uh but yeah this is what they write one developer has spoken up about the rumors surrounding cooking mama cookstar Recently, the game had launched on Nintendo Switch eShop, but was quickly pulled without any explanation, leaving many players who had been anticipating the title feeling confused. Later, rumors began to circulate that Cooking Mama Cookstar was mining cryptocurrency, including allegations that running the game would cause people's Switches to overheat. Cooking Mama Cookstar would have been the first game in the Cooking Mama franchise to appear on the Nintendo Switch, with the last five games in the series being released on on the Nintendo DS and, before that, the Nintendo Wii. The game is yet to reappear on the Nintendo eShop, and according to one developer, it may not return at all. Recently, Screen Rant was contacted by a member of the Cooking Mama Cookstar development team who wanted to speak about the current controversy surrounding the game. The developer, who wishes to remain anonymous, dismissed the the rumors of cryptocurrency mining. Quote in this developer talking, The statement about cryptocurrency was all buzzwords. The head of Planet Entertainment knows very little things about these. He just puts some fancy language to get potential investors who like who like that stuff. As for the crashes slash overheating, the that would be because the game is made in Unity by many people who were by many people working on their first game. It's not the best product, but it made it through several vigorous reviews by Nintendo and Sony. There is no way crypto mining stuff could get through those tests. I could. I doubt anyone at 1P would even be able to make such a thing, end quote. The developer also revealed the real reason Cooking Mama Cook Star was pulled from Nintendo eShop, stating, quote, there is a legal battle between the publisher, Planet Entertainment, and the IP holder, Office Create. According to the developer, this is because Planet Entertainment released the game against a request by Office Create to keep polishing the game or perhaps even canceling it. There was clearly a lack of communication between the publisher and the development team, as our sources described this kind of behavior as pretty standard. Quote, at one point, the Japanese office creates client came to came to oversee development. Uh, an argument started, and the clients the clients were told to go home if they weren't being constructive. Once they found out that Planet Entertainment released the game, they used their Nintendo contacts to pull it from the eShop and stop production of cartridges. Overall, everyone at One P loves the Cooking Mama franchise and did their best to make the best product, considering the interference from the higher ups. I think the I think the game is far from perfect, but would have would have done fine without the publishers stumbling so constantly. End quote. Um and for context, because I didn't put this together as I was reading the story, I think One P is the developer of the game, which yeah. was a mis- has been a mystery this whole time.
2: Um, uh, Imran, what? How does this strike you? It's such a fascinating story because, like, one, this sort of thing happens more often than you would think of, like, weird public, like, first time developers, it's publishers, petty. like, being petty about these things. But like, I think the story is fascinating because it's. A game- it's like yes. person going to jail, nothing interesting. Martha Stewart going to jail, very interesting. And that's yes. this kind of game. Like, and it's such a all the things they're saying track. Because I've talked to some tech people about the cooking mama. Like the initial press release did mention blockchain, but it didn't mention it within any like with a to what end was it clear. And it seems to just be what they're saying. Like, yeah, they just put in some buzzwords and they don't really know what they're talking about. The tech yeah. people say that there was no actual crypto mining because the switch is just honestly not that capable of doing it. Trying to crypto mine from a switch is really dumb, and it yeah, wasn't. No, no, that that makes sense. And it was also not like sending out the kind of things you would need to crypto mine from a device, like online. So that that was a deg- also a degree of misinformation that just didn't seem to permeate, but not actually have a whole lot of the ground to hold on to. I. It's hilarious that the the publisher was just like, "Yeah, no, fuck you guys. We're gonna we're gonna publish this anyway. Yeah, we're gonna put this game out." And that that they had to contact Nintendo to both pull against the eShop, which is not that surprising. Nintendo does that occasionally. They're like YouTube in that they will uh, go to the right side with the right holder as much as possible. That they had to stop production of cartridges is a huge deal because that's hilarious. And that's not that's a big deal that is not easy to do and also costs a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. Cause uh the way cartridge production works is Nintendo handles all of it. And to get into a queue, you have to schedule months ahead of time. And if your game sells well and you need more cartridges, it's a huge deal that a lot a lot of developers don't really like dealing with Nintendo on. But mm-hmm they're the only game in town so whatever but the if they have to stop production of cartridges and Hino just moves on to the next person in the queue and then they're gonna have to come back to it months later so this massively changes their own thing it changes whoever's next in the queue it changes a bunch of scheduling issues so again ripple effects in a very hilarious yeah I i
0: but i put my money on this game never coming out like yeah probably at, at this point, I bet I bet you they pissed off Office Create the IP holder so badly with this that they're probably just like, nope, we're taking our ball and going home. That's
2: also th- like an interesting thing of like, how did they own the IP? Why is there a different publisher and developer for this game? Like, what what did they do, and why did they not hold that much power over it?
0: Yeah it it's such a it's such a weird story and, a, and such a weird thing. It's been entertaining to kind of read through and watch, um, but. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of questions here as far as like, why, like, how, yes. why, like, especially with Cooking Mama, like, what, how is this the game that that went through all of this? Right? It's like it's it's pretty it's pretty funny.
2: Mm-hmm. I love my favorite part of the story is just that it runs badly because the team is bad. Like that's just the, <laughs> the this is the first game they've made. They're on Unity. They just don't know, and mm-hmm. does it overheat the switch, and that's. That is it, it's funny. such it's such a simple explanation for thing that people
0: took and ran with, and were like, no, I think it's I think it's it's uh mining Bitcoin, because <laughs> because they mentioned blockchain uh in a blog last year. It's such it's it's just funny. It's very funny. Dude. I've
2: been watching a lot lot of Law and Order over the last couple of weeks because like I mm. YouTube TV is now on PS4, and I can just set it to record every instance of one show. And it turns out they show Law and Order on TV constantly, so I've just mm-hmm. been recording that and watching the episodes there's a certain point during the seasons where you can tell they went from like straightforward, like crime drama to let's put a twist in every single episode. This is what that is like to me is that everyone's looking for the twist like, Oh, cooking mama is mining Bitcoin. It's like, no, no, it's actually much stupider than that. It's much simpler and much dumber.
0: Yes. Story number four, that E3 online event It's not happening. I'm pulling this from Andy Talk at PC Gamer, who writes, uh, and this is an update actually to their uh, original story from yesterday about E3 uh, uh, setting their date for next year. I believe PC Gamer then contacted E3 for an an update, and this is the response that um, the ESA gave PC Gamer. An E3 rep declined to confirm the reported E3 2021 dates. But said that the planned, quote, online experience announced in June will not be happening. Individual digital presentations in lieu of E3 2020 are still in the works, however. Quote, given the disruption brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, we will not be presenting an online E3 2020 event in June. And this is the E3 rep talking. Instead, we will be we will be working with exhibitors to promote and showcase individual individual company announcements, including uh, on E3Expo.com in the coming months. We look forward to bringing our industry and community together in 2021 to present a reimagined E3 that will highlight new offerings and thrill our audiences, end quote. Imran, does this surprise you?
2: No, I I figured they were probably not going to go actually do anything because the second they canceled E3, I feel like it was them washing their hands of it, of going, okay, no, this year just, We're calling a mulligan, it's not gonna happen. We'll Mm -hmm. just come back next year and do whatever. I don't know what they thought an online E3 event was supposed to be this year. Maybe they were gonna coordinate with like the the actual like press com are publishers doing their press conferences and still going, Okay, you still have to do it at your normal time. You're still doing it, you're still filling your slot. And Mm -hmm. probably every publisher was like, No, that seems stupid. Why would we do that? And what else would it be like? demos yeah i mean i imagined
0: the way i kind of imagined it would be how ign is doing summer of gaming that they announced uh last late last week where they Mm -hmm. are like doing demos and like having games premiere and then like uh doing interviews whether there are like online video interviews or i don't know if they're planning in person stuff probably not Mm -hmm. um but i imagined maybe they were planning for that and maybe ign kind of stole some of that thunder some of that yeah
2: Once they the once they part- signed on with IGN, I think they were not going to do anything else cuz why would you? Exactly. And probably a number of them bought their plans at Gamescom, probably some of them have just decided okay, well we don't we're not beholden to June anymore, so let's just put our stuff whenever when we're not fighting for attention that same week. So E3 is kind of a dinosaur and it is very possible to make that like a A still working cool thing. I just don't know that the ESA has the vision to do it.
0: Speaking of events. Number five, all Microsoft events will be digital first until August 2021. I'm pulling this from James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz who writes, Microsoft has announced all its internal and external events will shift to a digital model until next summer in order to prevent spreading coronavirus. The company already confirmed to the, to ZDNet last week that all 2020 events would be digital only. And now an internal email suggests that this will last until the end of July 2021. The, the email was shared by Microsoft MVP and community community contributor Ginny Kauhi via Twitter. It reads, quote, In light of the challenges presented by COVID-19, Microsoft has been closely monitoring the developing global situation and reassessing the overall company-wide in-person event strategy. As a company, Microsoft has made the decision to transition all external and internal events to a digital-first experience through July 2021. This will include a future MVP and RD summit, which is currently scheduled for March 28th and April 2nd, 2021. We will continue to evaluate the situation and look forward to connection or look forward to connecting in person when the situation allows. End quote. It's not clear how this will affect Xbox events, although the platform holder has already been experimenting with delivering news via its inside Xbox broadcast with another due uh to air later today and speaking of story number six there's a new x ex- there's a new inside xbox happening today uh, i'm pulling this from adam Bankhurst at ign we talked about this during kind slash you're wrong yesterday but just to reiterate this is adam's words here from ign xbox has announced it will be presenting uh, the first inside xbox of 2020 tomorrow april 7th at 2 p.m pacific time with a focus on grounded gears tactics sea of thieves xbox game pass and more announced on xbox wire this inside xbox will run approximately 40 minutes and a live first look at the single player experience and grounded will be broadcast immediately following the show while it is mentioned we can expect we can quote expect surprises from our it at xbox team and more and quote it also clearly states that there will be no new details regarding xbox series x uh and this is i, f- I feel like this piggybacks well off of what we we're talking about earlier regarding we have no idea what's going on in the future right microsoft delaying or not delaying but microsoft doing digital first events until august 2021 like mm-hmm. that seems like over correction but it's really kind of what you i think I, it's, it's a good idea in the sense that hey at least now we know like at least yeah. now we we know we can do events digitally we know that this will be set we know we don't have we we know if we plan things this far ahead that nothing that we have going on is going to get interrupted um it's, and so with that yeah. like i I think you can expect like stuff like the whatever the x the xbox series x like reveal event even though i guess we already it's already been revealed but like the the big event to focus on that console likely digital uh along with like a lot of other things coming out of microsoft
2: it's easier to pivot back to normal normalcy than it is to pivot or to assume that we're going to go back to normal than have to backtrack back to digital stuff so it's better for them to say like okay here's what we've got scheduled for all our meetups and are not meetups but like all our events in the next couple of ye- our next year and then maybe go back to a physical presence if we need to but yeah it, yeah it's it's fascinating to me that this is the first time we've ever had a console launch that has worked this way. And they've, we always rely so much on precedent and tradition that I don't, I don't know how well this is going to work and we're going to have to find out together. And I think Microsoft is going to have to find out themselves because yeah, Microsoft as a whole, as a company is now a services company, which is good for them because they're well poised for this coming, this new age that we currently live in. But the Xbox, brand is more it still has hardware to launch this year do we launch that hardware without people getting hands-on probably like that that seems very likely to happen at this point how like what does that look like are they they going to invite us to the san francisco loft like one person at a time that's actually not a bad idea to try Mm -hmm. it out like it's i want to know I'm more interested to know what this looks like and how they deal with it than I am actually in the consoles themselves. At this point, I'm going to buy the consoles. Like it, that's a given. I want to know what they what they think a rollout looks like in a world where you can't really roll it out the same way you have the last seven times.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm curious to watch this inside Xbox too to see if it's kind of a business as usual kind of thing or if we see see, see changes in that. Like, I wonder how internally working from home is kind of affected. Like. All right, how are we going to put together a video stream? Like, are we are we bringing bringing down a video team, like a, a limited number of people for the video team to make this thing happen, or like, are we going to see Phil Spencer at home in his pajamas with a webcam pointed at him, like, hey, let me talk to you about Grounded? <laughs> like, how is that going to look? I'm 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 curious to see, and I'm and I'm sure that's going to then reflect like, few like future ways in which they sh- they show off the console this year. Yeah, um,
2: do you think that like everyone just does directs now? Oh yeah, I like- I didn't. And- I mean actually stealing the entire content, like not just how state of play kind of does the same format with the voices and then all that stuff. Like all major announcements come through this thing now.
0: I well, I don't know if everybody is necessarily doing it like with this with a similar style, because state of play, yeah, is like very much like a direct kind of thing. I think inside Xbox could still continue to be what Inside Xbox is, even though historically has been like interviews and sit-downs and stuff i think it might still be be that but with maybe like they do it over google hangouts or like i mean they do it like we're doing this right now um because i feel at, even though inside xbox isn't my favorite stream to watch i think they found a good place with it where it where it is like hey weren't this isn't this isn't a place for the biggest announcements this is a place for the the fans and the faithful of xbox and we're giving like a lot of inside baseball stuff around updates around uh new exclusive like ground grounded which is a game that i don't think people are super excited about but is a game that's going to speak to a certain audience and probably like the xbox audience as a core like we'll talk about games like that there in order to to evangelize it like i i don't see that game playing well in a direct format like that kind of like specific like hey game 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 we're going to give you like the the elevator pitch and the trailer and the date and we're going to move on. I feel like when you do that for uh a game like Grounded or for for some of the things they say that they're talking about here uh in, in the uh in this inside Xbox, right? Gears Tactics, Sea of Thieves, I feel like it's a lot more um boring. But I do I do see like I I do see companies going going digital. Like I do yeah. see those streams happening but maybe in varying degrees in terms of format and that's kind of the thing i'm most curious about is what like what is ubisoft's stream gonna look like when they put one on because you know they're gonna put one on yeah uh during e3 time right what is what is ea's stream gonna look like is ea ea is ea's thing gonna be a digital ea play and and is it gonna look like it looked last year when greg was hosting it and you have like i don't know 15 minutes dedicated to each of these 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 games that you're showing off or is it is like a more condensed thing of like hey let's get in and get out let's let's uh do the more nintendo direct style of thing i'm curious and yeah i i think this will like when we talk about e3 being a dinosaur yeah this is going to be the thing that is going to really turn e3 into a dinosaur and makes me curious on yeah what do they what does e3 think it is next year when everybody has a format now to, to do digital
2: it's entirely possible everyone messes it up this year and they come crawling back to E3 next year, which is, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the ESA's preferred, you know, result from all this, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. With Microsoft, the, the announcement of the Xbox, inside Xbox kind of caught me off guard. So it's like, oh, yeah, obviously they're going to do it, but they, when they announce what's going to be in it, like, it's grounded, gears tactics, safe you got a little boring, which I think you're, you're right. It's yeah, not sure. a... There's no headliner there.
0: And I, I I think that's because they save that stuff for uh, their XO events. Like, XO20 is... Uh, and that's not going to happen. But, like, their XO events is usually where I, I see them kind of going a bit harder with those announcements. And they, like, show up at Game Awards and, and yeah. the events throughout the year. But it's um, it's
2: surprising to me they don't... now They didn't use this as an opportunity to build the brand and say, like... And also, when you look at Halo Infinite or the new trailer for mm-hmm. Hellblade 2 or something like that. Like, these are... I, I will play the hell out of Gears Tactics. I know a lot of people who just love CFDS, but yeah, they're gonna wait for this thing to be over and then read Twitter or IGN or whatever for people to like condense information down for them. If they have a big headlining anticipatory anticipatory thing, like I don't, I don't necessarily think the direct format is perfect, but I do think that it does a good job of getting making it event programming.
0: It's definitely the most ideal version we've seen so far of that of of that format of going digital. Yeah. Before before we get into story number seven, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Did you know one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular can- cancer? So this is a reminder of, to all men who are listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 35 Page 15 to 35, and giving support for fighters, support survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in size, and any pain? Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you, you, you want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the perfect package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0, which I like to use. And let me tell you, that thing slaps. I love it. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your sack. Some of these liquid tools for your for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls. Your balls stink, and you need to keep them smelling nice. And the Crop Reviver, a spray tan, or a sp- spray tan, a spray-on, don't... Tan your, on tan your balls. Tan your balls let me say that again the crop reviver a spray-on ball toner and refresher the perfect package 3.0 3.0
2: also includes <laughs> all
0: right is i this, picture
2: this, like it's... that that bait or the bowling thing of like where you put the ball in and it polishes the ball <laughs> no legit like
0: <laughs> it's just the image that 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 makes me laugh is like the idea of like going in there just like it's like oh
2: yeah i need a i just need to like Tan this up a bit and like make that happen. (laughs) There's no sun. I can't go get sun out for my balls today. So we're going to have to spray in and hope for the best. The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer
0: briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code games at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Learn more about testicular cancer screening at manscapecom slash we save balls. That's manscapecom slash we dash save dash balls and share their educational video to help save lives and balls. You can also get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com with the promo code GAMES. Your
2: balls will thank you. That was an so I've been I've been like squeezing a stress ball basically this entire show because like person what I do with my hands. That was an interesting ad, because I noticed I was like just not, not squeezing the stress ball that entire time. Yeah. Like, mm. No. There's, there's I don't want to do this. Maybe yeah. I should
0: spray tan this thing. I don't know. <laughs> Story number seven, because we're still in the rope Report, because the rope Report is jam-packed. Sony automatically is or, Sony is automatically issuing refunds for The Last of Us Part II and Iron Man VR. This is from Jordan Allman at IGN. Sony will issue automatic refunds for pre-ordered digital copies of The Last of Us Part II and Iron Man VR following indefinite delays to both games. The news was revealed via the Sony support portal where a banner notes that players who have purchased digital pre-orders of either game will be reimbursed. Those affected by this should have received emails from Sony detailing the refund process. This is in response to the indefinite delays announced for both games last week. Iron Man VR was primed for a May 15th release while The Last of Us Part II was scheduled to launch on May 29th, 2020. Frank Furter writes in to patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, Good morning, Blesskin and Imran. Sony is automatically refunding pre-orders for both The Last of Us Part II and Iron Man VR. I'm wondering why they don't leave it as an optional choice instead of making it automatic. I get that it's delayed indefinitely, but if you're getting it digitally in the first place and are already paying for it, wouldn't it just be easier to wait for it to be released? Or is there something bigger here, making uh, bigger here, like making it a PS5 launch title, so they so so they want you to have a choice of where you get it. Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter.
2: Uh, the answer is Europe. Europe has laws specifically about indefinite release dates and how long you can keep a store page up without yeah. having a like with have pre-orders without having a release date for it. Uh they probably just want to do it worldwide just to not have to deal with one specific region. I don't think he's super wrong about the idea that they're going to be on PS5, but I think it was probably already the plan and not necessarily like a a thing they've done since the delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it is interesting that they're just like going. Uh, it's not interesting because it, it's the law, but I I don't think there's a hidden agenda behind it. I think it's just it's what they're saying on the tin. We're We're definitely delaying these games. We don't know when they're going to be out. It could be soon, could not be soon. But until we know an exact date, we can't have pre-orders sitting in our system and running afoul of people who might complain about it or might get litigious about it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I that was my exact same answer, too. It's, it's the fact that it does not have a release date anymore uh, is why they're, they they would cancel those pre-orders. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I mean, we, me and Greg have been talking about this uh, on, I believe, the show and maybe PSLW. Actually, no, it's probably more so PSLW that I wouldn't be surprised to see Last of Us part two as a playstation 5 launch title coming out like cross-platform day and date on both consoles now that <laughs> they've just now that they've had to delay it um but yeah i don't think i don't think this is that i think this could maybe help out with that i think it might that might be an unforeseen like oh yeah like if people are gonna have to reorder it i guess they can reorder it on the on the ps5 but right. i don't think i don't think that that's the reason why you wouldn't refund people on their pre-orders uh that's that would that would be some that would be a bit shady if that was the case.
2: I mean, um, generally, they yeah. like to take, take putters early, but there are also complications with it, too. Like, what if if you take it too early and then it comes time to charge? Like, do you charge now? Do you charge when it's possible that people won't have the money? Like it It is more complicated than just we have to do it, but they do have to do it. Like, yeah. they are mandated to do so. Story number eight,
0: Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 definitive editions have been listed by ratings boards. Uh, this comes from Jordan Allman at IGN. Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 definitive editions have been rated by the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee. The news arrives thanks to thanks to a tweet from Nebellion, which links to the, to the website of the ratings board where the games were found to be registered by Take-Two Asia PTE Limited. Each game is rated in three instances for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, suggesting that the game will land on all current-gen platforms at launch. If you click on any of the individual trademarks, you'll see that the publisher is listed as 2K Games, with Mafia 3 Studio Hangar 13 developing the project. You may remember that Mafia 2 was developed by 2K Czech which has now been merged into Hangar 13. The developer has studios in Novato, Brighton, Prague, and Berno. With, uh, we heard we first heard rumors of a return for the Mafia franchise back in August of 2019, when initial trade trademarks were filed. Over the weekend, we heard from Gamatsu that the definitive edition for Mafia 2 was rated in Korea, which backs up the credibility of this remaster. Uh, and all this makes sense to me, even though Mafia 3 definitive edition I feel like it's an interesting thing because Mafia Three is already on PS4 and Xbox One, but I guess we want to do like a just a definitive version with. I can't remember if there was DLC in that game, but maybe you add a mission or and I I guess you wouldn't really polish it up in terms of graphics, but like yeah, I don't I don't really know how like why would you do, why you would do a, a Mafia Three definitive edition. Now that I think about it, yeah, I
2: feel like I it doesn't assume, make as much sense. I assume it has DLC. Maybe they actually did some design work to it. Like, maybe yeah. That would be that would be cool, but I don't like. Do you put that as a pack? Like that's that's happened before though, like with Sleeping Dogs and stuff like that. Granted, there was a a uh, Sleeping Gen- Dogs came out edition. on
0: PS3 though.
2: Yeah, and they did, but they also like for PC, they made a definitive edition that kind of replaced. Oh, did. yeah. So interesting. And I, I wonder yeah. if it
0: is like a package thing. Also, maybe it could be like a hey, we're selling these things together, and that's the that's the deal, and that's why they're re-releasing in this way.
2: That would make sense. It's also possible they're saying PS4 and Xbox One, but it's not actually for PS4 and Xbox One. Like yeah. that could just be that what they have to put in the drop-down menu for rating now. But yeah, yeah. I I what did you think of Mafia? Did you play it? Mafia I,
0: 3? I, I I I've wanted to play Mafia 3 because I know people really like the story. I know I know yeah. Barrett specifically talks about that being one of his favorite video game stories of the generation. Um, but I just never got around to it because like I like, this is one of those games that seems seems good in some ways, but then seems, like, fine in other ways, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm like uh, I, I'm gonna wait till I'm in the mood for it, and I just never yeah. got into, into the mood for it. I never played any of the previous Mafias. I don't know anything about Mafia 2 or 1.
2: They're fine. I think Mafia 3 is the closest I got to really enjoying one of those games, but it, it, it has a really good story, like Barrett said, but mm. The open world bloat is probably worse than that game than I've seen in like most open world games. Yeah. It just feels so aimless most of the time. And it that game's story deserved better than that game's design.
0: Yeah. And I and I've heard I've heard such good things. I remember when that game when Mafia 3 first came out, I think I was listening to like Austin Walker on a podcast talking about like some of the elements of it and how like like they deal with they deal with race in a very specific and, and interesting way uh mm-hmm. in the game as far as like because the game takes place in what the fifties or something or maybe the forties um and and like it takes place in new orleans in the way in which they go about illustrating the time and the tension uh is pretty 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 interesting and so i'm gonna check it out at some point but we'll see it's one of them ones where it's like a it's a backlog game and it might it might stay there indefinitely like the last I'm, part too
2: i don't at this point i'm I'm actually like looking at my backlog and being like okay yeah i could probably hit some of these now
0: yeah, I'm at, I'm honestly in a, in a similar place, though Mafia 3 is definitely like towards the back, the back of the backlog. But yeah, my backlog is getting some lovely, uh, which is nice. Kevin, do you have something to say? Because I heard I heard the click. No,
1: no, no, no. I just uh, moved my hand and I hit it on my way. Oh, the mouse. <laughs> no worries, no worries. and then I was like, did that actually make it click? And I tried again and it, it did. It was my
0: hand. Yeah. No, every time you, you chip you uh you ship in there, there's a click and it helps a lot because it helps me to know when you want to come in. And so don't change that. <laughs> I've also been trying to have Kevcam pop up.
2: Oh yeah, that helps too. Yeah. That
0: helps a lot yeah, too. Yeah.
2: Oh I actually don't look at the cameras because I don't but have yeah, that was have the
0: time looking at the dock and so oh, yeah,
1: I got three monitors, but- so plenty of space.
2: Man, See, I'm be worried nice. about, like, if I look, I have another monitor here, and I don't really use it for this show, because I'm worried that, like, if I'm here looking at the dock, I'm not looking at the camera at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense, guys. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Story number nine. Chrono Trigger (laughs) composer Yasunori Mitsuda will will contribute music uh, to Sabotage's upcoming RPG, Sea of Stars. Uh, This is from their press release. Sea of Stars developer Sabotage announced today that legendary composer Yasunori Mitsuda will will contribute music to the upcoming turn-based RPG. Mitsuda is best known for his work on the massively popular games such as Chrono Trigger, Xenogears, and Shadow Hearts. Uh, Will develop... We'll develop original music for the game, joining Sea CO of Stars composer Eric W. Brown, uh, and of course, uh, Sabotage Studios did the Messenger. I, we we showed off this game like a month or so ago on Games mm-hmm. Day. It was me and Tim. It's the RPG. It looks really cool. Looks like Chrono Trigger. Makes sense that they got the trigger, the the Chrono Trigger composer to work on this game. um Ron, did you want Did you see the trailer for Sea of Stars? You
2: have I did. It, it was really cool, and I was like, I it, that feels like seven months ago at this point, but. Yeah, it's I I'm more excited now knowing Mitsuda is on it. It's weird yeah. they list Chrono Trigger, Xenogears and Shadow Hearts and not Chrono Cross, which I feel like is actually his best soundtrack. But Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, it if you're going to go for a Chrono Trigger game, it makes absolute sense to bring in Mitsuda who made most of the tracks of that game. I got there's there's a bunch of really cool interviews with him about how mm-hmm. he designed a lot of that music and most of it was like they didn't give me any direction, so they're just like make something good. So he made that soundtrack so i think him left to his own devices is probably he can probably out compose most people out there I, I i'm very excited for this game and we're talking about backlogs right i'm
0: the the, the messenger is definitely in my backlog and it it's probably the next one i'm looking at i'm thinking about going back and playing the messenger in anticipation for this game so the sea of stars apparently takes place in the same universe mm-hmm. um and so i'm really looking forward to that but imran sea of stars is just so far away if I wanna know what's coming out to Mama Grop shops today, where would I look?
2: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Do do do
0: do 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 yeah. yeah. Out today, we got below for PS4. Disaster report, summer of memories for PS4, Switch, and PC. We should talk about circle
2: back around to that one because it's kind of a grim, funny thing. Disaster report? Yes
0: oh okay let's yeah let's talk about back to it later grim valor for switch pattern for mac and pc a game called pattern interesting uh, <laughs> sophie's cubes for mac and pc which cube infinite are you gonna let for... die In... <laughs> infinite oh i see what you did there yeah. infinite jonin for pc it's like it's like a sophie's choice but like a sophie's cube <laughs> digital paintball redux for pc Octa octa flight for pc i couldn't see that was a fight or a flight badlands for pc Nations at War Digital for PC, and then you can start pre-ordering those Super Mario Lego sets out on August first, right now. And then some new days for you: a game called Zed, that's Z H E D, the puzzle game in which you must select the right squares to move forward. Will be released on Nintendo Switch and Steam on April sixteenth. Um, what's the what's the word with disaster report for?
2: So that game was originally developed for PS three. and It was going to launch in twenty eleven in Japan. I think it was going to launch. Two weeks after after the tsunami, obviously they could not they could not release it at that point. Oh wow! It's a video game about an earthquake causing a tsunami, so it ended up killing the company that developed it, Irem, Mm -hmm. because they they had an entirely finished game they just could not release. So they prepped like the company came back under a new form. I forget the developer's name, but they released it, or they're releasing it now, for PS4, among another disaster so it's that's
0: crazy yeah that's insane so <laughs> imagine a,
2: being them it's a very fascinating story that's that one could, of those ones
0: yeah. where, where like you're like oh man is it us are we the problem my hands what yeah. have they done like, like it's, it's one of those situations
2: well at least now um, it's actually officially out so we don't have to worry about it coming circling back around in seven years
0: hmm. now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong that's right we're fast forwarding to you're wrong because it's been <laughs> such a long show and it looks like we don't have much wrong now But I'll biologist writes in and says are y'all doing a live react for it today to inside xbox no we are not uh because as history has shown us inside xbox doesn't tend to be that exciting yeah. and so until until they start doing like uh uh until they start acting like nintendo or like sony when when in and i don't know man do like the thing where like they have like the the video package and they zoom in and they zoom out and they're like oh now it's time for the next thing and they transition and zoom in and trailer yeah and, it, and show trailer. Yeah. Yeah, un- until they start doing that then I'll, i don't know what we do an inside xbox uh reacts but thanks for the question uh let's see nelo just says i think you're missing that this means that there is no xo 20 this year which is oh, xbox big fan event every year oh yeah. i I think, we, I think we mentioned that there's probably not gonna be an XO 20 this year um I think there, and that they're probably canceling
2: like those things for the foreseeable future,
0: yeah, at least like the next year or two you're yeah. probably not gonna see an XO, an XO. and then last Ignacio Ignacio Rojas said the Mafia three did have DLC so thank you for that clarification there uh this host or this week's hosts for the rest of the week are going to be tomorrow is Greg and Gary widow that's right widow wednesday stay tuned for that thursday is greg and me friday is greg and me of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily and then i guess we gotta do the handshake uh
2: this This, way this i think it's like
0: flip for me which is interesting
2: yeah i'm I'm looking at the monitor on like Kevin's part and see if like yeah. that works that's why I was like doing